my man Wags, and of course, Double R, as they call my man Rodney Rodriguez. Guess what, folks? It's your boy, Harbaugh Hard. Welcome to another edition of Hanging with Hard. I am your host, Harbaugh Hard, representing the 254, but now I represent the 512. But I represent both of them equally. Believe that. We love it when you're a part of the show. So hit us up on the Coda text line, 512-222-9328. Also, make sure you put like, subscribe. You can log out, log back in. Whatever you got to do, we got to get this algorithm up so these numbers continue to rise. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Hard. You can do the same thing on Instagram. And of course, you can follow this show at TS Unfiltered on Twitter and at T. Uh, Texas Sports Unfiltered on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. He's doing TikTok. We're doing all kinds. I'm not doing a TikTok dance like Jackson uh, Mahomes, but if it gets us followers, your boy might have to. (laughs) But we got a lot to get into today. There's so much that is happening. The NBA season has started. We got our girl Carolina Teague coming back on with us at 1130 to preview Wimby Mania as it starts. In San Antonio, Dallas Mavericks is the number one team uh, that is that they are playing game one, and all eyes will be on Wimby. We also will be talking about the Malik Mur- Mur- Murphy uh, time to shine, and of course, my man Arch Manning warming up in the bullpen. Uh, I also wanted to talk about the World Series. That's right, we've got a World Series matchup after last night's performance by the Arizona. Diamondbacks. The Arizona Diamondbacks defeated the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, the bullies of Philadelphia in game seven, as we always try to make it memorable. I'm going to try to get my man Greg Swindell on again this week. He was excited with the opportunity. And now we are here. That's right. They beat them four to two, led by the potential rookie of the year, my man, Corbin Carroll. And if you've been listening to me, and I know most of you have, what up, JT? What up, uh, CB? Thank y'all for joining me. And most of you have been listening to me. I believe that uh, Corbin Carroll is going to be the MVP, uh, the rookie of the year in the National League. Dude has just been a baller. And his story is so of, of what you want to believe in when you start playing these sports because he works hard. He's a family guy. His parents drove him to his big league game when he got called up to the big leagues. Man, if that ain't what legends are made of, and now he continues to go out there and do unbelievable things. He's the little engine that could. He went three for four, two runs, two stolen bases, and two RBIs. On the mound, the rookie Brandon Fott went out there, Fott, excuse me, held the Phillies to two runs in the first four innings, and then the bullpen went out there and had five shutout innings. It's amazing to me because they did have some situations where it got a little rough, but let me just tell you, the Philadelphia Phillies in this, the game six and seven, when they had opportunities to win it and close it out, the guys that I've been preaching about, the guys with all the power, the guys with all the pomp and circumstance, and right now it was mostly pomp because they didn't come with the circumstances. They didn't come through when they needed them to come through. The, the, the Phillies big bats, and this came from ESPN. I saw this last night. Kyle Schwarber went one for five. Trey Turner. Superstar, smooth as silk. Uh, Trey Turner went 0 for 8. Bryce Harper went 0 for 7. And uh, Nick Castellanos, who was out there just balling in the very beginning, hitting home runs after home run. And I told y'all the other day, 
This this team had three players with five home runs in the postseason. Five home runs by three players in the postseason. They were a combined one for 28. They were striking out with runners in scoring position. They were leaving the bases full. There was opportunity for them to drive runs in. Big moments. They couldn't handle the big moment, which is really, really hard for me to believe. But they didn't get it done. They didn't get it done. And now, here we go. Uh, the thing about the bullpen for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and this was something that was in question. Uh, I heard some people talking about this yesterday, and I heard some people talking about it last week. And now it's even more sure, more so of a story. The pitching coach for the Houston Astros used to be Coach Strong. Now he is the pitching coach for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's got those young guys not caring, not they're fearless. They were handling their business. Every big moment, and we talk about it as athletes. You heard you heard my boy Gary Bennett, uh, who came on with me, former major league catcher. He was on yesterday and he was talking about the calmness in every situation. And if you can get your heart rate down and be a cool, calm, and collected and not letting that crazy, frenzied Philadelphia faithful go nuts. It has been, and I got a story about Philadelphia too, by the way, uh, when we get to NBA stuff. But you sit there and you watch these guys go out there and make big pitches. Situations. Bryce Harper's up there and they're challenging him with fastballs. And they're elevating the fastball. Then they'll pop him with the breaking ball. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the sequences in which they were doing and the belief that they had in their manager for the Diamondbacks, Tori Lavello, doing unbelievable work. And if you've ever heard him talk or, or been around him or anything like that, like my boy Gary Bennett was, he talked about how this dude's passion and the willing to connect. We see it with Bruce Bochy. Being able to connect with your players is a huge part of believing and understanding what's expected of you. They have a closer in that bullpen. Paul Seawall, he's pitched in the postseason. He's pitched seven. He had seven appearances in the ninth inning. Seven appearances in the ninth inning. That's where games are won and lost a lot of times. In those appearances, he's had 11 Ks and zero runs allowed. That's big time. That's closing out the deal when you need it to be closed out. That's a uh, postseason Mariano Rivera. I ain't gonna put it on him to where he's at that point right now. That that is huge when you sit back and you think about it. It's amazing for him to come in and be in that zone where he's had eleven strikeouts and seven appearances in the ninth inning and had zero runs allowed. That's what that's all about, and that's how you get to the World Series. Now, he's going to need to do that in the World Series because that's where all the money's going to be made now. That's where it's at. We're we're into this moment now. And I know a lot of people keep talking about how the ratings are going to be down. The ratings are going to be down just strictly because of the fact that you guys aren't even on this situation. 
Y'all don't appreciate it. You're looking for the big names. There's some big names on the Texas Rangers. There's some future big names. I just told you about the rookie of the year. I just told you about the closer, Paul Stewart. I told you about the pitching and the head coaches on each of these teams. This is what this is all about. These are the moments that guys get to put their name in the history books. This is what you play for. When you were a little kid and you were in the backyard and you were playing with your buddies, you always thought about being in the World Series. You always thought about having that game-winning situation, making the, the home run robbing catch in the outfield. As an infielder, I was diving up the middle, turning a double play, and I was wanting to do a cartwheel like Ozzy Smith. You thought about those moments. And yes, as my man Bucky always talks about the Yankees and their 27 world championships, you look at the New England Patriots and what they were able to do with Tom Brady and that dynasty that these guys were able to go through. Now you can look at Kansas City Chiefs. They're always represented. For baseball fans, you can look at the Houston Astros and what they were able to do. And I've been saying it, in order to become the king, you had to dethrone the king. Now a lot of people are probably saying, I don't even know if I want to watch this World Series. You should. You should. I know it starts on a Friday night. Most of you will be at Friday night football. I don't doubt it. I'll be at a Friday night football game as well. But I'll come back home and watch it. I'll be paying attention to it on my phone. That's the beauty of it, folks. You can stream at anything now. So watch this, man. It's going to be fun. Some guys are going to make a name for themselves. Uh, have you? Did you even know who Cattell Marte was of the Diamondbacks? No, you didn't. You knew who Bryce Harper was. But while you were watching for Bryce Harper, Cattell Marte, who was named the, NL, uh, the MVP of the NLCS, he extended his postseason hitting streak to 16 games, passing my big bro, Marquise Grissom. Matter of fact, my son, Mike, Michael Marquise, is named after Marquise Grissom. You know, he's he's done unbelievable things throughout this process. He was 12 for 31. That's a 387 batting average. Four doubles, one triple, three RBIs, and a stolen base. And then the four wins, he went 8 of 19, 421 batting average, four extra base hits, and three RBIs. And after the game, after the game, they interviewed him. And he said, I did this for my mom. His mom passed away a few years ago. Biggest fan. He's playing for something. Learn something about these players. I know everybody's always about their favorite team, their favorite team. But learn something. Learn something about these guys. Pay attention. That's what I'm here for. Yes, I love the sport. Played multiple sports, paying attention to all of it. I work in this industry because I love sports. But I was fortunate enough to learn stories about my teammates, about the other team's teammates, and all the other players on other teams. And this is one of those deals that is very, very unique. At the end of the day, everybody wants to play for a championship. That's it. I know I do. And uh, now these two teams who, by the way, both of these teams lost over 100 games two years ago. Think about that. They said, man, we can't do this no more. We got to figure this thing out. The, the Rangers went out and spent a lot of money. The, the other team 
did not. They decided we're going to go with a lot of young guys. The Rangers said, let's go get more experience. The, the Diamondbacks said, let's go with our youth. Not only do we go with our youth, we also are going to bring in older people to work in the building to teach these younger guys what it's like to be a pro. The Diamondbacks are so young, they don't care. All they're doing is playing ball. That's all they know. They are too, and I'm not saying it in a negative connotation, ignorant to understand what they just did. They just playing ball and, and talking about winning. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday, a former uh, professional baseball player. Now he's a national cross-checker and makes a lot of decisions in the draft about players that he's going to draft. It is it is something about the marketability, but it's also something about the intestinal fortitude that gets you to these things, gets you to these championships, gets you to the uh, – the, the moment of being able to get there. It's impressive to me, man. The Diamondbacks are an impressive baseball team. They had 84 wins. They got into the playoffs on the very last day. They were a wild card team. And now they are going to the World Series. Both teams lost over 100 games of two years ago. Then you sit here and you look at the managerial side of it. You got a young manager in Tori Lavola, and then you got a old uh, grandpa figure that's been in the game for over 26 years as a manager, not counting the other years of him playing professionally. So he's over 40 years in professional baseball. Contrast. Game one is Friday night in Arlington. And by the way, the folks there, uh, when you start thinking about the Metroplex and what's going on there, for the first time since 2010, for the first time since 2010, we got a sports gami. And that is where the Cowboys, the Rangers, the Texas Star or the Dallas Stars, and the Dallas Mavericks all are playing in the same month. Metroplex, stand up. Stand up, Metroplex. I see ya. That's outstanding. That's outstanding. Let me tell you somebody else that's outstanding. That's the great folks over at Covert BK. Now, Covert BK is nestled in 42 acres in the beautiful hill country. The Covert BK has, has three new state-of-the-art dealerships carrying seven brands. That's Buick, GMC, uh, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. In addition to those seven brands, you can go out to Hutto and you can go to Hutto Ford or you can go to Ford Lincoln in Austin. Cobra BKs has something for everyone and Cobra BK services all makes and models. With 86 service bays in that building, your wait time will be minimal. So please visit CobraBK.com for the latest specials. Uh, and check out the inventory or just stop by there and holler at my boy Ira Clark, Kinfolk, cousin, and Marcus Washington Jr. and Sr. They'll take care of you. And they are representing the 254, but they too live in the 512. No one beats a Cobra deal. Not now, not ever. That's what it's all about. 
And I also want to tell you about my friends over at Audiovisual Consultations. I just told you about all the sports that are on TV. You got football. You got baseball still going on. You got hockey. They had 16 games of hockey last night. 16 games was on. Everybody was playing. And, of course, the NBA kicks off in full swing. We had two games last night. Now we got the whole NBA uh, getting busy right now. That's right. So what better way for you to be involved and have the video uh, view that you really want than with my friends over at Audiovisual Consultations? That's avconsultations.com. Give Tom and his crew a call at 512-255-8678, and he will give you the home theater of your dreams. Whether it's a man cave or a she cave, or she shed, excuse me, she shed. Uh, if you want that kind of hookup, if you want outdoor lighting, if you want to make sure you put in surveillance counters, that is who you go to. Tom McKay and his crew will make it all easy for you. You don't want to go to the big box stores because it will get all kinds of crazy when you start thinking about it. But you sit there and you look at it and you say, Tom, what can you do? Tom will get it all figured out for you and give you a deal. I promise you that. He's been around since 1988. And if you've been in some of the restaurants around town or even traveled somewhere else and you're like, man, they got a nice setup. I'm pretty sure Tom and his crew did something to make that happen for you. God, give him a call, 512-255-8678 or go to abconsultations.com. All right, everybody. I just want everybody to understand this. The big conversation around college football right now, and well, definitely in this area in the Big 12, is the conversation about Malik Murphy and um, uh, Arch Manning. And I want to talk about this because I'm getting sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you know what I mean. I'm going to put some respect on Malik Murphy. I'm going to put some respect on Arch Manning. But most importantly, most importantly, I'm going to put some respect on my man Quinn Ewer's name because people are taking this thing a little bit too far because I'm trying to put out an appreciation of what is going on with my guy, Quinn Ewers. I'm like everybody else. I've talked about it. Y'all seen me before, and everybody's asking about my shirt. So my shirt is pink. You know why I'm wearing pink today? You could call it salmon. You could call it all kinds of different colors, but it's pink because Breast Cancer Awareness Month is right now. So every Wednesday for the month of October, I will have on a pink shirt. One way or another, you some may say it's red. Your boy says it's pink. It's a pink shirt. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Ladies, go get checked. Fellas, make sure your ladies go get checked and walk with them through these moments. So that is why the shirt, it is a pink shirt. So I just want to make sure that everybody knows what's going on. But back to this conversation that I want to have before my girl Carolina T come on and talk NBA for a little bit. Um, Sark is facing his former team, and everybody knows that. The Malik Murphy uh, situation is now here. The Malik Murphy game is this weekend. And everybody is anxiously waiting to see what Sark decides to do with this. I get it. I know that a lot of fans and some of my friends have been wanting to see Malik. And even more folks have been waiting to see my guy, Archman. I get it. But let's be real. What is the number one expectations? And number two, why are we trying to rush these situations? 
you really need to put some respect on what I was saying about my guy, Quinn Years. I was at a lunch yesterday with some of my buddies, K-Town stand up. And we got a couple of brothers that I've known since I was a kid. I've known kids, these the guys that I've been with, and I'm on a thread with them every single day. I'm on it with them every single day. And these guys have been my buddies since boys club days. That's right. Since the boys club, since we were little kids. All Longhorn fans have tried to really put this in perspective and what's going on in Texas. So I wanted to talk about this. And at the beginning of the conversation, and at the beginning of the year, what were we saying about this team? This is the deepest quarterback room when you start looking at the 5A, I mean, the five stars and the perfect scores and here where we are. Man, we shouldn't even have to worry about it because this is our year. We got the best quarterback room. Now, all of a sudden, we're sitting here looking at our number two and our number three, and we're trying to figure out this, what's really going on. Is Malik really going to be that good? Is Malik, oh, man, we should just go with Arch because he's mobile. And look, there's been a process to this all. We've been waiting for these moments. And we went through the numbers. My man CB, the greatest volunteer producer in the history of the world, gave us the numbers about how every year we've needed the backup quarterback to be a part of the success of the team. We're not going out there to experiment with stuff. Some guys may be ready. We talked about it on the rotation. Be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And how are you going to react to it? That's the other part. So now we're sitting here and getting ready to have Malik come into the game. Big, strong, strapping young man. Throwing fastballs. Like he's Nolan Ryan out there, Doc Gooden throwing straight cheese every single time he comes out there. I know he's going to work on it this week. He got excited when he comes into the game. And I, to be honest with you, if you go back and you watch that pass that he threw to A.D. Mitchell, A.D. Mitchell didn't get his head around long, uh, quick enough. That ball was catchable. Go back and watch it. Because I did multiple times. A.D. Mitchell, big-time wide receiver. You make those plays. Because in the NFL, they're going to throw the ball hard. There's guys that got cannons. So let's not act like these guys aren't prepared to catch a fastball. You get paid to catch the ball, catch the damn ball, period. So understand that. Well, then you sit here and you look at this team and you say, okay, what is Sark going to do? Well, the team is already around a running team. We got Jonathan Brooks. C.J. Baxter is already looking good. Sark has been able to run an offense with two back offense. That's still going to be fine. You st- the weapons hadn't gone anywhere, folks. So is Sark going to unleash the offense the way that it should be done? And I don't think he should hold him back. I think you continue to run it. You did it before when you had uh, Hudson Card. You tried it. Hudson Carr was a mobile quarterback the year before. He wasn't a mobile quarterback. And then all of a sudden he said, man, I'm not even playing in the game, so I need to run around and continue to do things the way that I've been taught to do it as a young player. And that's what he did. And Hudson Carr went out and done some really, really good things for everybody, for this team and this organization. So I'm really uh, excited to see if if Coach Sark, the mastermind that he is, I'm not going to call him mastermind, let me back that up. 
the football coach and the play designer and the schemer of an offensive minded head coach will go out there and have the right game plan for Malik. I get that. Now everybody's talking about Arch. Uh, do I think Arch will play in the game? Yes, I do believe that Arch will play in the game. But it's because we are, he's one hit away from having to go into the game. That's where we're at now. So the beauty of what we had of having a great room and everybody talking about how great this room is, now everybody's in a panic mode trying to figure out how they're going to move it around instead of going back to, hey, man, we got a damn good, pretty, pretty good room right here. So I can put whoever I want out there. and We're still going to be successful. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, I posted a picture the other day of, of, of Malik going over to his dad after the spring game. And watching that energy, and I said same energy in my caption. So if you see this and you understand this, you're going to see a different type of offense strictly because of like what my man Kevin said. Now I'm going to put some respect on Quinn because I'm going to give you some numbers here in just a second. But like my man Kevin said, if you attended the games and had an aerial view, Quinn's missed some open targets often. He rallied those two receivers open, hoping Malik can find the targets. Absolutely. And if you've listened to the interviews during the week, started on Monday, they always interview players and they everybody was asking what type of leader is Malik and what is everybody thinking about with Malik? Malik is one of the first guys in there, the last guy to leave. He's the leader in the locker room. Everybody understands what's going on and how excited this year is. Boom, boom, boom. I love it. It's an exciting time. I get it. But understand that there will be some things that you will see throughout this time with Malik that you didn't see with Quinn. Now, before I go back to patting Malik and rah, 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 I want y'all to really understand the appreciation that you need to have for what Quinn yours has done for this team. Let's not rush my guy Quinn yours off of this because the guys put together a really, really amazing football season. He's played in seven games. He's won 151 completions in 213 attempts. He has 1,915 yards, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. Two of those came in one game, by the way. So he's been really taking care of the football. He's averaged 273 passing yards. You can round it up to 274 passing yards. He's also run for five TDs on the ground. Those completions were 70% completion rate. It was better than what most people were thinking that he was doing. Last season, he played in 10 games, 172 completions, 296 attempts, 58% completion rate. 
So you already see he's, he's up 12% on his completion rate. He's almost to 71% on his completion rate. He threw for two, uh, 2177, 2,177 yards, 15 TDs, 6 INTs, and he only averaged 217 yards. I didn't even put in his rushing stats because they were non-existent. He didn't want to run. And he was bigger last year. Didn't want to run one part of his one part of his game plan. I know a lot of people was like, damn, I wish he wasn't running this year because then he'd still be around. He wouldn't be hurt. But he's a leader on the offense. He was asked to lead, and that's exactly what he was able to do. Now he's quoted as being going up from Sark being day-to-day. But you all know the if you saw the hit that he took and when it happened, we don't all know. But when you saw him get popped, you knew that. Uh, he might be out for a little while. And I believe that that was all coach speak when he was talking about how he was going to be coming back this year. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, put some respect on his name. That is why the team is 6-1 right now. Now you're going to see a guy that when you walk into the building and you've seen all those pictures and you've seen the way everything has looked right now, Malik is what? Scouts like to call tooled up. That means he, when he gets off the bus, as I was saying about Alfred Collins and Tavondre, that's a guy that you like, damn. You saw the pictures of the quarterback room and what he looked like. Everybody talking about he looked like a defensive end. He is stuff that people marvel at. But here's the thing. You need to make sure that the same support that you gave Quinn yours, you give these other two quarterbacks. I've told you this numerous times. The most popular player at every university isn't always the starting quarterback, the star wide receiver, the, the linebacker that everybody loves. It's nine times out of ten, it's the most popular player is the backup quarterback, especially if your guy is struggling. Well, this year, your guy didn't struggle. But we also know that your guy was going to need some help because every year the quarterback at the University of Texas gets hurt. So now we, we're in a place to where we look at it and say, okay, here we go. We got this opportunity. Now let's make the most of it. Malik Murphy and, of course, Arch Manning will play on Saturday. But let's not jump off of the train and say, well, this is going to be our guy moving forward. If Malik goes out and he balls out, and I think he will because he's just that talented of a player, I think he's going to do well. We've heard Sark talk about how Malik understands the offense and how he's dove into it all and what it all looks like. That's huge. I didn't expect anything different. But like, this is this is a different ball game, and this is what things are going to look like moving forward. I'm gonna refresh your memory real quick about everything that Malik does well. Well, he's a, definitely Malik's a natural passer. When you, when you, when he throws the ball, he throws a very beautiful ball, beautiful ball, um, and I think there's not a throw that that he can't make. Um, you know, I think he's got really good leadership qualities. Uh, I think the guys, you know, 
like playing with Malik, and, and that's a positive as a quarterback. You know, uh, inevitably, you know, as a quarterback, you're only as good as the guys around you, and and those guys, when guys play good around you, that makes your job a lot easier. And I think that that's extremely helpful. And I think the third piece is his understanding of what we're doing. He's got a great feel for the game. Uh, he's got a good feel for passing the ball. He can make all the throws, but I think he understands what we do and why we do, um, and that, that's, a, that's another added bonus. Yeah, that means he understands exactly what's going on, and that's why I believe that he's going to be just fine. He's going to be able to control the pocket. He's going to be able to manipulate some things that you weren't prepared for him to see, uh, and he, he understands where – people are going to be. I think it's going to be more pressure on the players around him. And the reason why I say he is going to be more pressure around him, the, the players around him, is because they're going to be getting the ball to them at a different speed, timing. Everything's going to be a little bit different. You can kind of come out of your break a little bit slower on, on uh, Quinn because Quinn – Quinn, you, Quinn, you have to be there because Quinn is a timing quarterback. Malik's arm strength gets him to where he th- you can be covered and the ball's coming. That's why you have to be better because he believes in his arm, and I think that you should believe in his arm as well. You know who else you should believe in? You should believe in the folks at Great Blue Heron Furniture. It is a custom leather furniture company that was started in 1981, I mean, 91, excuse me. They focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. And man, let me tell you, this stuff is beautiful. And it is also the highest quality furniture that you can find out there. You cannot and you will not find a more stylish, more comfortable, and more well-built furniture out there anywhere. There's a link at the bottom of a, a video description below that takes you to our Texas Sports Unfiltered collection that's right we got our own collection folks and if you and if you use the promo code hook them you'll get 15 percent off of your purchase if you're looking for furniture that looks amazing and is built to last for decades look no further than great blue heron furniture that's right you can click on the video link below and just click on the link or you can give them a call at 866-247-9688 that's 866-247-9688 also want to tell you about my good friends over at uh, Pest Wranglers. Go to PestWranglers.com for all your pest control needs. Pest Wranglers is a locally owned small family business that's been around since 20, oh, excuse me, 20, 2006. Its basic principle of great customer service leads to happy customers. That's why Pest Wranglers won't make you sign a contract because they believe if they keep you happy, you're not going anywhere. They got five-star ratings on Google, Yelp, Angie's List, and all referral sites. Pest Wranglers service most of the Central Texas area. And if you are needing help with termites, rodent control, or you need an inspection for your residential or commercial properties, please give Pest Wranglers a call at 512-670-7808. That's uh, 512-670-7808. Or go to the website at pestwranglers.com. Com. You know, if I'm working with them, they do things right. All right, folks, as we continue this conversation about Malik and what's going on and how you feel about him, I'm just going to tell you, 
dude's going to be all right. Understand that the situation is going to benefit everybody because the lack of preparation is always something that gets people hurt. If you're not prepared and not putting yourself in the right position, it can be a tough go for you. It can be a really tough go for you. But you heard from Sark that he's getting uh, the right training. He understands the nuances of the offense, and he's been able to to sit and watch. You know, a lot of times I'm always of the belief that the only way you're going to learn how to play and play at a very high level is if you're on the field and recognizing the speed of the game. Well, if Malik has been doing the things that I think um, uh, that they needed, then you look at it and you say, okay, what can he do? What can he do? He's gone through it all. He's seen it all. He's broke down the film. He's waited for these moments. Some guys are just film junkies and they broke it down and they've been waiting on it. That's what he is. You've heard his teammates. They've all said it. They all said it. He is the first one in, last one to leave. They love him in the locker room. He's a jokester. You saw it when he handed off the ball to Baxter. He stood in the backfield and just kind of held that pose of like, yeah, man, I'm here. I'm here and y'all going to hear me speak. I'm ready to talk it out and I can't wait for it. That's what I am here for. Believe it. But again, put respect on Quinn's name because y'all already trying to put my man out the pasture. This his team. Quit it. But let's watch the show as it must go on. Uh, Carolina Teague will be joining me here in just a minute as we get ready to break down the NBA. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about the NFL. As you've seen, Cowboys are getting ready to play this week. They play a 12 o'clock game against the L.A. Rams in Dallas. It's going to be a fun weekend up there. Uh, Craziness is going to be going on. This is what it's all about. There's going to be, obviously, the Texas Rangers will be hosting Arizona Diamondbacks this weekend for the World Series. I'll continue those conversations for the rest of the week. But I wanted to jump into my power rankings real quick before we have her jump on. Uh, My power rankings are a little bit different than last week. There's a lot of teams that are making some noise, some teams that kind of got punched in the face for frequent weeks, but I still believe that there's some talent that are out there. Uh, Coming in at number 10, I know a lot of people are going to trip out on me, but the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are at number 10. They're like, wait a minute, they were the greatest show on turf. They were the greatest show on turf. But now I sit here and I look at this team and I'm like, how good are they really? Yeah, they put up some big numbers against a few teams that aren't very good. I mean, they've had they beat teams this year. They had wins against the Chargers. We all think the Chargers aren't as great as they thought they were going to be. The Patriots, even though they beat the Bills, you still don't look at them as the, one of the best teams out there. You look at the Browns, uh, they're not that good. They beat the Giants and they beat the Panthers. Not very good. You know who they lost to? The Buffalo Bills the Phil- and the Phillies. Uh, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles just just recently. So how good are they really? We'll see moving forward, but they're coming in at number 10. At number nine, I've got the Cleveland Browns. Ha ha, Cleveland Browns. P.J. Walker is finding ways. Deshaun Watson, I don't know what's going on with Deshaun. A lot of people are trying to figure it out, but it don't look like Deshaun is ready to go. Uh, But P.J. Walker, he's doing some things. Number eight, the Seattle Seahawks. Big fan of Geno Smith. Geno Smith is one of my guys that I continue to look at. And then I also look at the Seattle defense. They've been holding it together. 
they're doing a great job there. Number seven, the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys coming in at number seven, coming off the bye week. They still have a lot of things that they need to get into, and they need to get this thing popping this week. Coming in at number six, the San Francisco 49ers. They did lose 10 in a row. I mean, two in a row, and they didn't look great. Purdy's coming back to earth. He's looking more like pump fake Purdy. So we'll see what's happening with him. And we'll 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 know more once they get everybody healthy again. Coming in at number five, the Detroit Lions. They got embarrassed by Baltimore. I ain't gonna lie to you. But when you don't see Lamar Jackson every week and you're not in the same conference, you might be overwhelmed as well. But they're playing at a different level. Number four, I still have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are they aren't looking smooth, but they're getting the job done as they continue to flourish under Trevor Lawrence. And Travis Etienne is becoming a superstar in this league. The Baltimore Ravens come in at number three. Lamar Jackson went over 300 yards passing, 350 to be exact. And he's looking more comfortable in Todd Munkin's offense. The defense is the defense. They're going to always be in play. Coming in at number two, Philadelphia. They beat Miami, and they look like they are are really starting to get pissed off. And they just picked up Kevin Byron from – from Tennessee, big acquisition in that secondary. Secondary, so that's going to be some. And the number one team is the Kansas City Swifties. I mean, Chiefs. Excuse me. Uh, Taylor Swift made a sighting again. Travis Kelsey is enjoying the game, and things are starting to rock. Uh, they're also developing another wide receiver in Rice, who's making some tough plays. And if Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are going to be a couple. Um, we might as well keep talking about them. If they keep winning, they're going to get talked about. But as NBA has started, it is that time, folks. The NBA is here. And uh, I always want to bring on somebody that can talk about the NBA. I don't, I don't know if she's frozen. I don't know if she's reading her notes. I don't know what's happening because I can't even really see her. But I'm going to try to bring her in right now. It's my girl, Carolina T, who is ready to talk NBA. Hi, can you see me? I, well, you're frozen a little bit, but we'll make it work for right now. Okay, sounds good. It was my <laughs> laptop died, so I'm on my phone. So it's not the best connection, but I'm hoping for the best. Yeah, how are you doing today? I'm it's doing Wimby good. Mania day. It's Wimby Mania it's, Day. It's officially game day, and you know we've been waiting for this day for a very long time as Spurs fans and for fans all across the world who just enjoy the NBA. Uh, seeing Victor Wimbanyama's actual debut in a regular season game. So this is really big for everybody, and I'm excited. And it's, it's funny to me because everybody across the NBA has been talking about this. There's a lot of expectations when you look at uh, this debut. But it's ironic that the debut is coming up against the uh, Dallas Mavericks, a team that nobody in San Antonio likes, nobody in, in Dallas like San Antonio. And this is this is truly a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it honestly it is giving that it's very calculated because we didn't find out about the regular season schedule until after Victor Wembanyama was drafted. And I think the NBA does a very great job as far as strategy is concerned to make sure the most people tune in. And I believe the NBA is fully aware that there's a rivalry between Dallas and San Antonio. And that's why they said this is the ideal first game of the season. It's going to be a nationally televised game, which the Spurs are haven't been used to the past few years, way more nationally televised games. So what better way to start the season than with an actual rivalry game? 
so I was looking at this and, and, you know, NBA odds came out and I was looking at them just the odds just to win a division, not to win the mm-hmm. NBA championship, not mm-hmm. to advance and all this. So the Spurs come in just to win the, the division is plus 6,400. The Mavs mm-hmm. are the favorite at plus uh, 189. Rockets are plus 4,000. And Memphis is the favorite of them all to win win that division. When you mm-hmm. came into this season, before Wimby Mania, before the draft, you knew that y'all were going to get Wimby. Everybody in the world knew that that was going to happen. But right. did you did you believe that the expectations of, of you guys would be so low, so high? Like, where, where are you – coming into this season as the expectations of this San Antonio basketball team. It doesn't surprise me that for gambling purposes, expectations are low for them to win the division. It's still at the end of the day, even though the Spurs are probably going to drastically improve as opposed to last season, there's things that we can't factor in, even with all these other teams, injuries. Um, and of course, if there's any suspensions, there's anything can happen at any time. Right. So I think when you look at, odds and gambling and Vegas, they take all of those things into accountability. And I've also heard a conspiracy theory that actual psychics predict who the winner is going to be. That's why they're always so close and so accurate. That's a whole another rabbit hole for a whole other day. But it, 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 it doesn't surprise me that they rank so low. I am I think the odds for the Spurs were the lowest, right? If I'm not mistaken, yes. over the Rockets. That's yeah. the part that kind of bothers me a little bit because the Rockets have had their own tumultuous issues in the off season. um, And the Spurs seem to have more of an upside for this season as opposed to the Rockets. So the only thing that really bothers me is not the fact that they're, they're not favored to win the division, but it's the fact that the Rockets have better odds to finish with a better season or possibly at number one than the Spurs do. And I don't subscribe to that at all. <laughs> it's, 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 it's understandable that the Grizzlies can win the division. That makes sense. They've been in the playoffs. They have a, a strong team. Uh, they've been able to develop themselves into a playoff team the past couple of years and rebuild in, in a very short time frame. And right. their turnover time to be successful was very, very quick when it comes to rebuilding standards. They were able to rebuild themselves in about three years, which is a great, great time frame. So, yes, it, it makes sense that Grizzlies would be the favorite in that division. Uh, but when it comes to the Southwest division, to have the Spurs rank lower than the Rockets odds, that's what bothers me. I don't see that. I'm not Delulu to 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 the fact that they're not going to win the division. I'm just more so upset that whoever did this in Vegas, you clearly don't watch the <laughs> NBA closely enough, or maybe you just don't care that the Rockets have had a, a weird off season in general. So yeah, that's the part that made me mad. No doubt about it. We're talking to Carolina Teague. You can follow her at Carolina Teague underscore, and she's the host of League of Her Own podcast, and it's a great podcast. Make sure you follow her and and listen to what she has to say. She covers a lot of things when it comes to San Antonio sports. So I wanted to ask you this, too, because there was a report that came out today about James Harden. James Harden, uh, who has been, again, going back to your point, a tumultuous offseason with Philadelphia. He's been talking about Daryl Morey the entire time. 
Well, he went away from the team, and then they're getting ready to go on their road trip. He comes back with his bags packed, and they told him, nah, bro, you're not going to be able to go on the road with us. What is the final destination, or how do you see this ending with um, the the Philadelphia 76ers and, of course, James, I'm selfish as hell, Harden? Uh, I don't think it's going to end well, because like you said, he's selfish. He's shown how selfish he was with the entire Rockets trade and him yep. leaving there in the first place. He, you know, they, the Rockets basically gave away all their strong picks, all their big pieces in order to fit the system, to build James Harden up to be their uh, franchise player. All for him to go and, like you said, be selfish and leave the team. Now he's, you know, in a situation with the 76ers who also have had questionable situations as well. They haven't had, you know, the best of luck, whether it's with James Harden, Ben Simmons, anybody like that. So for me, it wouldn't surprise me if they could trade him, but I'm sure they're going to be shopping him around to see if there's at least some type of assets that they can get for him if it's not going to work out overall. Yeah, would 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 the uh, Spurs be interested in James Harden? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, just because the way that the Spurs system is, they love to build and not buy. They don't really like the flashiness of certain players. And one of the things I've noticed is that when a player seems like they're selfish, we can agree to disagree or not. I love Dejounte Murray as a player. Yep. I wish he would have never left, but a lot of Spurs fans, Spurs commentators deemed him as selfish. Um, even somebody like Steven Jackson, he was deemed as selfish. Those are the type of players, I, like I said, I don't subscribe to it. I think they're all great players. But to me, if a player already has shown that he, ha he, he will sit out, he's going to go against the system, they're not going to be interested in something like that. And people have even said, you know, what about LeBron coming to the Spurs? I wouldn't want LeBron to come to the Spurs either. Why is that? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want LeBron to come to the Spurs because I don't know how much it's going to cost the Spurs. Spurs have a lot of cap space, and he's an aging veteran, and he said he wants to play where Bronny's going to play. So that would mean that the Spurs would have to draft Bronny, which he's not one of the highest-ranked uh, players right now that's be, that's played so and is Bronny going to be somebody valuable in the Spurs system I'm not too sure but I just wouldn't want like I, I just don't see the Spurs wanting like a whole bunch of like spotlight and hoopla with the exception of who they draft which would be like somebody Victor Wimbenyama ish got you so I want to ask you this before I let you go because I know you got a busy day and obviously there's going to be a lot of conversation tomorrow mm -hmm. about the performance of Wimby. What are your expectations tonight? Or you think that from what we've seen, this guy, he doesn't seem to be rattled. And again, I was talking about this earlier with the baseball game, oh, Arizona cool. Diamondbacks. They're so young that there is no uh, fear in them. Most guys at that age, they don't, they're, they're fearless. They don't, they don't get rattled. And Wimby has been in this spotlight for such a long time. What are your expectations tonight for the Spurs and the way that they go about using him moving forward? Uh, I'm going to see how they utilize him, especially if Zach Collins, the person who's been their primary center while they're during the preseason is in or out. He's still listed as questionable. I haven't seen any updates on whether he's going to be in today or out. 
But if and he got saying, paid too. Zach Collins got paid too. Yep, exactly. And I think he deserves it. He's a really great player. And um, at well, I feel like it's well deserved in a sense because when he did come back from his injury last year, he was yeah. he he showed that he was aggressive and a vital piece to the Spurs. And like I said, with him as center, it would be it would be interesting to see how they're going to play as a healthy starting five. Now, if Zach Collins is not playing today. Um, and that also that could be a part of Pop's master plan to not have Zach Collins play. So we really don't see what a true rotation would be with the Dallas Mavericks, because I've heard that that happens too. Um, I would like to see Victor Wembenyama seeing how they would play defensively against the Dallas Mavericks, because the Dallas Mavericks were not a great team, both, especially when it came to the defense, can the Spurs capitalize offensively with them? Because they've had their offensive issues throughout last season. They showed a lot of hot flashes in the preseason games with playing much better offense. Can the Spurs be able to score points, just create big plays and be able to come out with the win and capitalize off of the Dallas Mavericks defense? Yeah, it's going to be real fun, and I know a lot of people are excited. I know people don't always talk NBA uh, this early because there's so much going on with football and baseball, World Series, hockey has started. But tonight is going to be a special night in the NBA, and I can't wait to see how Wimby plays tonight. Me either. Are you going to be watching the game or no? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll have it on. I'll definitely have it on. I can't miss that. Everybody else is going to be watching it. I don't want nobody telling me what happened. I want to be a part of the action. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think it's going to be fun, especially to see how Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson are going to be playing at the wing and just seeing um, if they're able to drive inside the paint and score more baskets. It's it's going to be really exciting. And I, I'm hoping that the Spurs have more than 40 wins this season because the odds are, which I need to place my bet ASAP, the odds are if they, if you bet, I think it's like if you bet $65, you get $400 back at the end of the season if they went over 40 games. Oh, so. I, I think I think you're definitely going to be waiting till the very end of the season, biting your nails, trying to figure <laughs> out if you're going to get your money or not. But I think this will be definitely a much improved basketball team. I don't think Pop is going to be uh, sitting over there trying to, not trying to lose because he never does that. But I think he's going to be more involved than he was last year as well. Oh, definitely. And also shout out to our sis, Becky Hammond, uh, for winning the WNBA championship back to back for the Las Vegas Aces. That was the first time since 2002 uh, when the I think it was the Los Angeles Sparks won back to back. That was the first time uh, that they that another back to back has happened. And to see it happen with uh, Spurs alumni. And somebody who's a direct descendant of Coach Popovich and his coaching tree, it, it made me really, really happy uh, to see her thrive in the WNBA field. So, yeah, I do expect to see Pop a lot more involved. And I, you know, just seeing the Aces win, yep. it, it's corny, but it makes me hopeful that the Spurs will have a better season too. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, if you're coming over here talking about championships, girl, I just told you the Rockets are favored more. <laughs> I know. I know. No, no, I don't think they're going to win a championship. I do think though there, I, I did predict that I have a $250 bet going with some Rockets person on Twitter, uh, that the they will have a better season than the Rockets. Okay. So that's okay. why that 
particular number you threw at me really made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> and but I I truly just following this team every single game and seeing the offseason moves, I do truly believe the Spurs will have a better season than the Rockets. So that's my big thing. Okay. Okay. There she is, Carolina <laughs> Teague. Tell everybody where to follow you and, and tell them what you got going on. So this weekend, I'm actually going to be in Houston um, at a at a wrestling event. Uh, I'm going to be ring announcing for the first time, making my Houston debut. And also, I am going to be covering the Spurs on my podcast, League of Her Own, and Sports is Told by a Girl.com. So I will be, you know, writing articles and I will be covering the Spurs heavily every single week on my podcast, League of Her Own. Follow my YouTube channel and subscribe. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you as always, and we'll be in touch. And next time, get your laptop to work. I know. I'm so sorry, Hard. <laughs> it's all good. But you know, I you know, know, you know, I got love for you. It's all good. It's At all least good. I have an iPhone Pro Max. You know, if I had a regular iPhone, I would look like a Carolina T doing a great job as always. You can make sure you follow her at Carolina Teague underscore. And of course, go check out her podcast. She does a great job as well uh i want to appreciate everybody for tuning in today we got into a lot of different topics make sure you give some love to my man quinn yours go out there and support malik jefferson i saw my man chris was talking about he's ordering he's ordering uh a malik jersey today he's gonna show support that's what it's all about he figured it out my man said i'm getting a jersey right now i see chris way to go get that jersey uh, like I said, this is going to be a big week. It's going to be fun. There's a lot to get into. There's a lot of conversation that's going to be had. Tomorrow, Coach uh, Sark will address the media again and have that conversation and let us know where they are as far as who's starting, uh, how the injury report looks, and what's next for these teams. I'm excited about it. It's been fun. As always, the conversations are going to continue to rise tomorrow. We'll have uh, Tevin Mims, Coach Tevin Mims, on with me again, break down BYU, what he sees for this Texas Longhorn team, areas of concerns and areas of improvement that he's been impressed with throughout. He's been doing a good job breaking that down, and he will be on with me tomorrow at 1130. I'll also have a preview for the baseball series. The World Series is coming up. Texas Rangers start on Friday hosting the ERA Zona Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks come through. Hey, listen, go learn something about the Diamondbacks. They're an impressive baseball team. They didn't get here by, you know, smoke screens and, and doing magic tricks. They went out there and played ball, and they didn't care about who they were facing. It was a road less travel, but they are here again. I saw my man Greg Swindell. I'm going to work on getting him as well. I saw he looking for tickets, folks. This is a guy looking for tickets. So if you know, got to tell Shelby, give me some tickets. Got to get them over there and uh, make sure that they get this thing worked out because this is going to be a fun series and a lot of people are trying not to watch it. And that is beyond weird to me. There's a champion that's going to be named. And as always, if you're going to be the champion, be the champion, folks. That's what I try to be. I try to be a champion. Uh, don't believe everything you see because even salt looks like sugar. It's your boy, Harbaugh Hodge, and I want to thank y'all for tuning in.